Hey folks, this is Jesse Cope, back with another episode of the American Soul Podcast. Hope y'all are doing well, wherever y'all are, and whatever part of the day you're in. I sure do appreciate you joining me and giving me a little bit of your time today. I know y'all have, you're probably being pulled and A dozen different directions. So, thank you. There's a rumor that it's going to get a couple of degrees cooler. Which may not sound like much to some of y'all, depending on what part of the country or the world you're in, but... In this part of the world, every little bit helps. So, (coughs) excuse me, we'll see. And I didn't say this, but for those of y'all that continue to share the podcast, to tell other people about it, whether it's in person or online, thank you so much. I'm very grateful for that. Father, thank you for today. Thank you for you and your Son, Jesus Christ, and your Holy Spirit for this life, for the time and ability to record the podcast, for the people that listen to it, for the time you're giving us to try and turn our country back around to you. For a couple degrees cooler and the hope of rain. Watch over our nation, Lord. Watch over those who lead us. Be with our president and our vice president, our admirals, our generals, our senators, our representatives, our judges. Be with our military, our law enforcement. Give them all wisdom and courage and a strong faith, Father, please. In the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, we ask and pray. Amen. So we're going to go back to Samuel Adams one more time. We've got a few more quotes to get through. Yeah. So this was in 17. Uh, These last few quotes, uh, there's one that I want to read that wasn't by Samuel Adams, but they kind of just give you again uh, a snapshot, an idea of the faith of one of our preeminent founding fathers. I mean, they they all, I know I say that often, but these men were really impressive. Which means by default, folks, for those of them that were married, that their wives were too. 
because unlike today where we each kind of have our own little world often, you know, we've created, I had a really good friend years ago that made this comment. They had a family member that was going through uh, just a horribly nasty divorce. Uh, Kid involved. Uh, It was just, it was ugly. And he was talking to me about this. And he said, you know, today we've forgotten how much we need each other. And I probably kind of looked at him strangely. And he said, you know, we both go off now so often. And and we each have our own job. And we each have our own set of friends, co-workers there, and we're each making our quote-unquote own money. We have our own lives. And we look at our spouse often, instead of being an integral part of our life that's doing something unique, we look at them as kind of superficial. As You know, it's... It's nice to have somebody there when you come home, but I don't really need them. And and you can lay a good chunk of that at the feet of feminism for a number of reasons. Uh, But there's other causes, too. But the bottom line is just this idea that we don't need each other anymore. And, And that was absolutely foreign to our founding generation and really to to most of the generations up until the 20th century. These men went out and earned an income, tried to provide for their family, protect them, create a country that would provide liberty and freedom and the wife was very aware that she needed them at the same time the support and encouragement the safety of the home that was created by these women was unbelievably appreciated and you can look at the relationship between like John and Abigail Adams or George Washington and Martha, and you you see this, and and so I got a little off track there, but the the point is that these these men that seem so phenomenal had wives that were phenomenal too, and they each did their own role and played their own part and made each other stronger and better. They needed each other. And so when you see these snapshots, it gives you an idea of both, and it also gives you an idea of just the general faith of our founding generation. And and when you see it, the idea that these people would have such a deep abiding faith that was such an integral part, the central part of their lives, and then create a nation 
that completely rejected God and Jesus Christ is it's ignorant would probably fit cynical it stretches credibility to the utmost and so we're just going to read a couple quotes here uh, this is 1794 Samuel Adams while serving as lieutenant governor of Massachusetts talking about the death of Governor John Hancock in the supposed state of nature all men are equally bound by the laws of nature or to speak more properly the laws of the Creator they are imprinted by the finger of God on the heart of man thou shalt do no injury to thy neighbor is the voice of nature and reason and it is confirmed by written revelation. Reference there obviously to God's, to Jesus Christ's, the second greatest commandment after love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, and soul to, to love your neighbor as yourself. Imprinted by the finger of God on the heart of man, that our hearts have this imprint from God on them. And that gives us this, this sense of reason and nature, these laws. Samuel Adams again. I conceive we cannot better express ourselves than by humbly su supplicating the supreme ruler of the world. That the confusions that are and have been among the nations may be overruled by the promoting and speedily bringing in the holy and happy period when the kingdom of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ may be everywhere established and the people willingly bow to the scepter of him who is the Prince of Peace. So you turn your life over to God and hope that you're promoting and quickly bringing about the period where Jesus Christ is everywhere and that we all bow to Him, to the Prince of Peace. thought this was just interesting. This is a little comment. Uh, <laughs> Samuel Adams was addressing the man who his daughter intended to marry. Maybe a little advice for some of us out there. I could say a thousand things to you if I had leisure. I could dwell on the importance of piety and religion, of industry and frugality, of prudence, economy, regularity, and even government, all of which are essential to the well-being of a family. But I have not time. I cannot, however, help repeating piety because I think it indispensable. Religion in a family is at once its brightest ornament and its best security. <laughs> So the center point of your family 
ought to be God and Jesus Christ. That ought to be the center of the marriage and the marriage the center of the family. I wonder how many times we we talk to our children or the people they intend to marry and really talk to them about the importance of that relationship with God being central to their marriage. That's a that's a pretty long discussion and one I would like to come back to, but I want to try and get through two quotes. This is uh, Samuel Adams' will. Principally and first of all, I resign my soul to the Almighty Being who gave it, and my body I commit to the dust, relying on the merits of Jesus Christ for the pardon of my sins. Only Jesus Christ, folks. That's the only real hope we have. Uh, it's just that's it. Jesus Christ alone. I said I only had one more quote, but I lied. They kind of go together. The first one is from Samuel Adams again. Uh, I scruple not to affirm it as my opinion that his, King George III's, heart is more obdurate, stubborn, I believe, and his disposition towards the people of America is more unrelenting and malignant than was that of Pharaoh towards the Israelites in Egypt. But let us not be impatient. It requires time to convince the doubting and inspire the timid. And I feel like that last part is great because it really does take time to convince the doubting where we are today and to inspire the timid. Uh, this last quote is actually by Patrick Henry. Uh, Caesar had his Brutus, Charles I his Cromwell, and King George III may profit by their example. Each of these tyrannical leaders, the comparisons, folks, today between uh, king and parliament and loyalist citizens on the one hand and on the other president and congress and leftist citizens in America today is very strong and the choices are very similar to what our founders we can either choose freedom choose to follow God knowing that that might mean a fight knowing that we might not win. Or we can choose to remain silent, to be quiet, and to go along with evil into slavery and oppression. The circumstances are somewhat different. The choices are pretty similar. Remember the faith of Samuel Adams. Remember some of these quotes when people try and tell you that our country wasn't founded on God and Jesus Christ.
God bless y'all. God bless your families. God bless your marriages. God bless America. We'll talk to y'all again real soon, folks. Looking forward to it.